0: Hello, hello, Steph here, and welcome to the Slow Living Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Today, we are going to talk time blocking and what it is, why you should do it, and how it really is a secret sort of shortcut on how to get all of the stuff done that you need to do. So then you have time to do the things that you want to do. So if you've been here for a while, you know that I take things slow. I really enjoy taking my time, not being in a rush, not feeling like I'm behind in any way. But I'm also kind of a productive person. I make things happen. I've written 10 books. I'm working on another one. I work a full-time job. I run two websites. I have a full coaching practice. I'm a mom of three kids and a basset hound named Sheldon. So, I do a lot of things, but I do them in a slow, steady, and sustainable way. That's a lot of S's. And that really is my sort of secret to success. Oh, even more S's. But That's what it's all about, is it's not fun to climb in bed at the end of the day and not feel like you've accomplished anything, like you're not productive. I think as humans, we sort of have this kind of ingrained feeling like we have to be doing something. Otherwise, we just sort of, I don't know, become one with the couch. So there was a book that I read a while ago, and it was called Younger Next Year, And the author's whole premise was you're either growing or you're decaying. And it might be kind of a harsh reality for you, but the fact is, this is it. We've got this one life and one life only. We might as well live it to the absolute fullest. And that doesn't mean that you're trying to cram more and more and more into an already overflowing day. No, not at all. I am not superhuman in any which way. I absolutely have the same 24 hours that you do. I just choose on purpose what my priorities are, and I make teeny tiny forward progress each and every day on my personal and my professional goals. And I, I really do have both personal and professional goals that I pay attention to. And I I revisit really quite often. There was a quote a long time ago that I read in one of the business books, and I've read 100 billion business books, (laughs) um, that millionaires look at their goals once a day, but billionaires look at them twice a day. Um, I'm not actually interested in becoming a billionaire because I, I think that is um, kind of a stupid amount of money, and uh, I know exactly how much money is necessary for me to live and live well and help the next generation, and a billion is not that. So, um, so take that with a grain of salt, because I'm not advising anyone to become a billionaire, I think, um I think there's a lot more <laughs> that you can do to, to help uh, the other humans than to surmass a billion dollars. But um, I don't know. Maybe I'm off on a tangent there. But, but that is how I feel. But back to goal setting and achieving and whether or not you should revisit your goals. I am all for that. So in the Simple Shortcuts to Peace course, I talk about making goals in all of the quadrants of your life. And in that course, we build a strong, steady foundation for success. And it starts with time management. And that's what we're going to talk about today with this time blocking piece. And um, just to fill out your pyramid so you don't walk around with just one block. You've got time management and you've got your health and your finances. And then in the next level, you've got your relationships and organization. And then when those components are in place, that's when you can feel at peace. That is when you can feel calm. You climb into bed and you're like, ah, I rocked today. I did all the things for all the people and all of the ways, and I still, still met the needs that I have for myself. And I still moved forward in a calm, steady, sustainable way on my personal and professional goals. And that's where the magic is. And it really does start with time management. And so, so that's a, a really big part of why the, the Shortcuts to Peace course was created is women were coming to me and they wanted easy-peasy ways to get their life and their family um, organized. And a component of that is by figuring out what's for dinner. And so we did that in in the easiest way possible by plugging in the crock pot and pushing a button and walking away because you now no longer have that sort of decision fatiguing of what's for dinner. You're not rethinking, oh, got to think about dinner, got to go to the store, got to do all the stuff. Because if you're a crock potter, you already have all the food in the house. You're already a natural born meal planner because you can't put the stuff in the pot, if you haven't already gone to the grocery store and done this stuff. So huge proponent of the Crock-Pot, even bigger proponent of stocking your freezer with kind of Crock-Pot-ready freezer meals that you can just dump the the whole um, Ziploc or freezer bag, um, the contents, into your Crock-Pot in the morning and push the button because you've already done the heavy lifting. So today, though we're going to talk about time blocking. And I wrote an article a really long time ago on the website, and it was on time management. And sometimes I get a little bit of pushback from people. And they're like, well, I'm a work out of the house mom. Great. Been there, done that. Currently doing that. Um, I work from home, as people will write to me. Like that doesn't work for me because I work from home. So I've absolutely (laughs) been there, done that. I worked from home for myself for twelve years. Um, and then was also a stay at home mom where I wasn't really working all that much. And and instead I was volunteering and, um, in, and doing things, I guess in general, I've always sort of worked a little bit because I'm, um, I don't know, I get a little antsy with too much free time. So, um, I, I did a lot of freelance writing even when I was a stay at home mom and then I was running a, um, a mother's group, um. But I, I wanted to just kind of break down some of the benefits of time blocking that I have had in my own personal life and then also with my one-on-one coaching clients and um, all of the people who've gone through Simple Shortcuts to Peace. So in, it, it's in the program and with my clients, I give them a time blocking PDF worksheet, and I'll make sure that I link to it in the show notes so you can print this out or make a copy of it yourself. But I point out that in general, moms or caregivers, they don't work nine to five. They work five to nine. Um, And then once in a while, I'll get some pushback and like, moms work 24-7 or caregivers work 24-7. And I get that. I know what you're talking about there. But once your kid's are are pretty uh like like through the toddler years. Um, my hope is that you are getting a good night's sleep and you're you're able to to at least rack in five to six hours of sleep in a row and so you're not feeling exhausted all of the time. So I do stand by that. Um moms don't work nine to five, moms work five to nine. And that is the time blocking that we're going to talk about today and, um, and give you some examples of how that might work depending on what season of life you're in. If you've got a newborn in the house, it's much different than if you've got a preschooler or school-age kid or a high schooler or a middle schooler or a college age kid. Um, it, it's much different. And so none of this is rigid. This is a, f- a flexible program and just kind of idea that you do what feels right for you. So if we use the acronym of slow, of simply look only within, you know, you know where you feel frazzled and what is constantly falling through the cracks. And if you feel like you don't have time to do the decluttering that you want to do, or you don't have time to organize the way you want to, you don't have time to start an online business and you really want to, or you feel like you don't have time to write the novel that's been percolating in your brain, this is for you. This is the idea of figuring out all the stuff and calendaring all of the stuff that you have to do. You have no choice. You have to do these things. So then you can find some time in your day to do the things that you want to do. And chances are, once you start paying attention, and calendaring, I would imagine that I could probably help you find roughly two hours a day to work on the secret project that you've always wanted to get done. So definition-wise of what time blocking is, it's an effective productivity technique, and it involves scheduling specific blocks of time for different activities or tasks throughout your day. And it offers benefits that can greatly enhance your productivity and overall time management. Some key advantages of time blocking are enhanced focus, because by allocating specific time blocks for particular tasks, it helps you concentrate on a single task without distractions. So if you have downloaded, or actually it's not a download, it's a um, a video that I recorded in the master class. I talk about compartmentalizing, and that's what this is all about. So when you're at work, you're at work. When you're at home, you're at home. When you're reading a book on the couch to your kids, you're fully present. That is compartmentalizing, and that is a big component of time blocking. Um another Benefit of time blocking is efficient task management. Because when you time block, it enables you to allocate dedicated time slots for various activities, such as work projects, meetings, personal tasks, exercise, I'm going to ask you to calendar in all of your exercise, and relaxation and goofing off time. Because if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know I goof off. I watch Bravo pretty much every single day, but guess what? It's on my calendar. I know when I'm going to do it and I am A-okay with it because that's my reward system. Time blocking also helps you have effective priorities. So if you have read the free Slow Down and Simplify ebook, I talk about scheduling out your big rocks first. So your big rocks are the huge things you have to do. If you are going to work, that is a big rock. You have no choice. You have to put that on the calendar. You know you're going to be at work for certain hours of the day. Um, Increased productivity. So I don't know about you, but when I am trying to beat the clock on something, I am so productive. <laughs> so that's why I am a huge fan of setting a 10-minute tidy timer for the kids. And okay, it is 7 PM. I'm setting a 10 minute tidy timer. And I ask Siri to set the timer for 10 minutes and she does it. And then we collectively, because we've got a family of five, have 50 minutes where we are tidying. And, and, and because we follow the seven habits of a highly successful household, the daily seven, it really doesn't take all that long. It really doesn't, especially if it's just the kitchen that we need to reset after cooking and and getting dinner done. 10 minutes for us five, it's so much time. And usually we don't even need it. Usually five minutes is plenty. So increased productivity, huge, huge big deal when it comes to time blocking. And then better work-life balance. So one of the last episodes, I talked about work-life balance and I schedule goofing off. I schedule napping. I schedule exercise. I schedule going for a walk with Sheldon three times a day. And I can sort of feel you maybe cringing (laughs) on the other side of your earbuds where you think that the schedule is just too rigid and you want to be more type B and you want to be more free flowing and and time loving and relaxed and i've got to tell you that the schedule or a structured system actually provides so much stability that you end up finding so much more wiggle room and it's just kind of easy peasy i was interviewed um a few weeks ago for my friend sandy cooper's balanced mom cast and um in episode one, number 142, um, we talked about Daddy Daycare, the movie. And in Daddy Daycare, there's this preschool lady, and she's walking around, and she's talking um, to, the, to the parents. And she points to a vine, and around the vine is a trellis. And that is what the schedule comes from. That's what having time blocks and having everything calendared comes from is you have structure and stability so then the vine can grow. It has something to cling to. Otherwise it's just kind of flopping around and doesn't know what to do because there's just quote unquote so much time in the day that you can't sort of prioritize what comes first. And so the idea of calendaring everything um, and, and so some of my coaching clients, I just talk about, I'm like, no, I want you to time block. I don't want you to have white space on your calendar. And they kind of freak out. And I'm like, so give it a go. Give it a try. Print out the five to nine worksheet, fill it in with all your big rocks, then fill it in with your little rocks and, and just see what you can do. And, and I promise you that, um you will find lots of wiggle room in your day. So um when I first started kind of becoming fascinated by time management, and, and I've literally lost count of the number of time management books that I've and different techniques and different protocol that I've read through throughout the year, um throughout the years. Um and when I've got like a moment or two in the library, or if I'm browsing a bookstore at the airport or at Barnes and Noble, I always sort of um am drawn towards the personal development and 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 self help and time management books because I want to see if there's anything new out there. I love learning new things and new routines and new schedules um and in general, it's all pretty much the same <laughs> and the and the idea is to To calendar and, and use that as your to-do list. Um, the, the first time I watched Veep, which is um, with Julia Louis-Dreyfus, great, great uh, show, loved it. But she's got a personal assistant named Gary. And Gary just sort of whispers in her ear what she needs to do next. And so that's what having this kind of system in place does for you is it creates this kind of personal assistant where you don't have the decision fatigue of wondering what you're going to do next because it's just there. It's just listed. Um, many of you know that I used to run preschool centers and I now work in an elementary school in their front office. And if you go into any preschool classroom, any kindergarten classroom, on the wall, there is a daily schedule. There is a routine. And in it's very basic. 8 a.m., arrive, hang up your backpacks, have a seat on the carpet, circle time. Um, 9 o'clock, maybe do a little bit of of um, writing and reading. 10 o'clock, it is snack time, recess time. So So having those things, creates this stable structure that you then know what to do with. And so some of the people that I work with, they are stay-at-home moms. And they're still struggling with creating this kind of daily routine. And so we go in and we're like, okay, so your big rocks are, you know, you need to feed the people in the house. You know, you've got some nap times here and there that you need to schedule. Does it mean that if nap time is scheduled at, I'm just gonna make things up, if the nap time is scheduled at 10.30, but it doesn't happen until 10.45 because you had like a diaper blowout, does that mean that the whole schedule is thrown out the window? No, it, it's fine because you're the adult in the room and you can shift and you can modify and you can tweak. And, um, once you print out that daily five to nine, you'll see that I've broken it up in 15 minute sections. And I try to actually only schedule one or two things in for each hour, even though often the stuff that I want to do doesn't take all that long, such as emptying the dishwasher, getting dressed, taking a shower. I don't need a whole hour to do those things, but I give myself that kind of wiggle room so then I don't feel rushed. So then I do have margin on my day. So then all of a sudden I, I can feel like it's not a big deal if I'm scrolling Facebook or, or answering some Instagram direct messages or something like that. It's just not that big of a deal. Um. So, most of the kind of self help and um, businessy time management books, when they talk about time management, they look at productivity as equaling money in your business. And, and so, people in general feel like there's never enough time and never enough money. And so, for a lot of the women that I'm working with, they want to start an online business or they want to write a book or they want to um, have a speaking career or something where they're trying to make extra money and they feel like they don't have the time to do that. And so that's why we end up working together to try and find some time to do the things that they want to do and sort of streamline the stuff that they have to do. And and really. Deciding on purpose to change your mindset—that you have time, you just need to kind of control it and and organize it and and dedicate yourself to it. So, in um, episode number ten, we talk about planning your dream and and giving yourself permission to daydream. And if you have kind of this wandering brain and daydream and then you cut yourself off by dismissing your dreams and saying, well, that might work for so-and-so, but I don't have enough time. That that won't work for me. That's really just kind of cutting off your creativity. And instead, I'd like you to, to daydream how? Well, how can I make this work? Where can I find the time? what can I do instead? And then deciding then to schedule it in and and following through on it. Um, Episode 40, we talk about the Sunday scaries. And I plan my week on a Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening. So then I'm no longer scared. I'm no longer worried. I'm no longer anxious on on this kind of Sunday scaries. The, The idea of the week rolling around is not an insurmountable task. I know what's on my to-do list. I know the, the things I need to do. I know the phone calls I need to get on. And they're calendared and they're scheduled. It's just not that big of a deal because then when the day comes, I'm just looking and checking things off the list. So episode number 83, we talk about decision fatigue. There's no decision fatigue because I'm just following what's on the checklist, what's on the calendar so it's it's my own my own personal assistant gary whispering in my ear telling me what to do next so i hope this is helpful in some way i i do want you to give it a few days give it probably a solid week decide on a sunday that you're going to calendar everything for this upcoming week calendar your big rocks calendar your daily chores and um and and decide that you are absolutely worth moving ahead on your personal and professional goals so you don't feel like you're on this perpetual hamster wheel that you're no longer getting ahead and, and you can't do anything else because you're just putting out fires all the time. And and I I promise. I promise when you start calendaring things, you're going to realize, oh, wow, this actually doesn't take as much time as I thought it did. It was the thinking about it, (laughs) which was taking up all the time. But if I just buckle down and do it in 10 minute chunks, I can accomplish an awful lot. All right. I hope this was helpful for you. Um, If you want examples of this, let me know. I'm gonna put them in um in probably the Slowdown Society Facebook group. I've got a few different examples that um I've worked with um, clients in the past, and we've calendared things out and time blocked. And I'll show you a five to nine filled out calendar and then use them as, as examples and then move it into your own kind of calendar software or an app on your phone. I personally use Google Calendar for everything. um, And I like that because I can sync it. I can look at it on my phone. I can look at it on the computer. and, And Google just sends me this daily digest every day. All right, pretty people, consider yourself loved and hugged. And I hope you have an absolutely wonderful day. Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, Comment and leave positive reviews the more people we can reach and share the slow living, lifestyle and messaging. Thank you, Slow Down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.